0: Of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
1: It's time for the Sports Blast. <laughs>
2: Ashish Sharma.
1: What you have here is a solid foundation
3: of young talent. All you have to go out and do now is get the big pop. Everyone in this room is now dumber. May God have mercy on your soul. I am going
2: to
4: smack you <laughs> so hard. I will smack it's your face happen. off of your face.
2: Ryan Roach. He can get on
0: base, you can walk, he can hit, and he can steal back. That's the key. They missed that element last year in the leadoff position.
1: Sports. Dave Pollard. He's facing more outrageous scoring chances. In a I weird agree. way, the defense sucking as much as it has. He's becoming more adept at making bigger saves. He's
3: absolutely right.
5: And Mark Lazell. you have a great coach of Brad Stevens, you want him to stick around. Around. You want him to have confidence in this team. Here's the key part. You start winning games that matter. Down the stretch. You have to win these games. their playoff implications on the line.
2: Here. The sports blast. What the
5: hell in are a- you doing?
2: Only on ESPN New Hampshire.
5: This is <laughs> This is awesome. Oh no 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 no, no 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 that doesn't no, work. No, no, don't ruin
2: it. No. And ESPN NHRadio.com. Game on! Game on.
1: Yo! What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Sports Blast here on ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHRadio.com. As always, I'm Ashish Sharma, joined by Brian Roach and Mark Lizell. We're without Dave Pollard today as we continue our our series of short shows, or short-handed shows, I should say. We are on until 2, so not a short show, but no Dave. No Dave today. Just the three guys, as usual. It seems like that's become the pattern here. Yeah,
5: I mean... You know, we have a, a lot of um, you know, good sports. Was talk. your mic not on just now? Yeah. For some reason,
1: fantastic in, start it, to the show there. It's been a trend. Like Yeah, the past I was just gonna say is, is my mic at least on? Brian, I'm can, talking to you. Can you hear
5: yourself in your headphones? Can you hear me now?
1: Okay, that was yeah,
5: I, I can hear you. Okay, cool. <laughs> um yeah, no, it's it's you know, it is what it is. We got the playoffs, we got, you know, Red Sox, you know, they they're playing pretty well right now, so Um, Yeah, I I think it's going to be a great show. we got a lot in store.
1: Yeah, got a lot to talk about, obviously. Um, The big news this week was Aaron Hernandez committing suicide just five days after being acquitted for double homicide in 2012. Uh, Obviously, we will get to that. We have a lot of opinions on that as well. A lot of reactions. As Mark just said, we'll hit on the Celtics and the Red Sox. Let's start things off with the Bruins, though, last night. What a game. What a game. Oh, wow. What a clinic in goaltending. It Um,
0: almost wasn't a uh, good game, though.
1: Yeah, but the goal was amazing. I mean, Tuca with 41 saves, 19 came in the two overtime periods. Craig Anderson for the Ottawa Senators had 36 saves. It's a shame that Dave's not here today because I know he would have loved to break this game down.
5: Yeah, and I think it was a tremendous game as far as, like, you know, for the Bruins not to give up because we we saw in uh, game two, I believe it was, Um, or no, it was game one when they came back and won. Right. Um, so it's, there's just like a fight in this Bruins team that I don't think people have ever seen this, especially a part of the whole Julian era. Well, besides from
0: game three, where they blew a three, one lead.
5: Right. But what I'm saying (laughs) is like the consistency to have that work ethic and and not to give up because when you're in the playoffs, it, it could easily be drawn as to say, you know, we're not good enough. We can't beat this team. Right. But only because the Senators have had the Bruins numbers for, you know, the entire season and also in years past. Right. So I I think, you know, the devil is the Senators in the Bruins' eyes, and they have to get over it because the only way you're going to do it is if you come up and Tuca has to have big saves. You know, Corrali put in two nice goals, okay? And I love the excitement that he had on the first goal because it looked like it was a kid in the candy store. He was so glad to get that goal. Well,
0: he's only playing because of injuries, Yeah, you know? Right.
1: <laughs> but I, I'm saying well, like- the way, it's a good thing those happened. David Krejci, right? Well, Ryan Spooner wasn't hurt. He's just ineffective. Right. He was benched. He just sucks. Krejci, uh was injured and that's why Corrali got- um, By got a to, cheap shot that wasn't called. Right. And that's why Corrali's getting the playing time. And I think now he's going to get more playing time going forward. He yep. was the catalyst in Sorry, this game. Spooning. and hopefully Hopefully he'll uh, serve as the catalyst tomorrow as well.
5: Yeah, and it, it looks promising. I mean, you know, you see all these young guys come up, and you just don't know how they're going to perform. And you know, we've seen McAvoy step up, we've seen Corrali step up. Petrino's putting you know a couple of goals here and there, so. He, they just have to stay consistent, consistent, consistent on the defensive side of things because they're they're um, you know guys that are being injured right now. I mean, Colin Miller's come off an injury. You know, Tory Krug's still injured, so they really have to build that core up, especially now and moving forward, so that Tuca has something to play with and has a fence in front of him. Because if not, he's gonna to have to stop 41, you know, 41 shots, um, and you know, have 19 saves in overtime. I know, seriously. Crazy. I mean,
1: the Bruins got screwed twice before Sean Corrali finally won it. Uh, as you said, you know, two goals in this game. The first overtime goal that got waved off. Was due to goalie interference, which I thought was kind of ticky tack. He did make contact with
4: Craig Anderson, right? But yeah.
0: uh, the only reason I think that stood was because that w- that was the call on the ice, even though because the puck went in. Even you know. though the the official that was right there didn't make a call right away. He didn't say anything. He didn't say the uh, like no, no goal, goal or goal. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, they made a conference and then they talked about it, and one guy was probably like hey, I think uh, there was some contact uh, with right. the goalie. We'll just call it that, and then we'll go to the replay and see what happens.
1: Well, well it, was, yeah, it, it there was a the review from the, from the headquarters, right? Because Toronto, the NHL, yeah. yeah. NHL gave uh, this explanation. They said at 1425 of overtime in the Bruins Senators game, the Situation Room initiated a review under the terms of a coach's challenge to review the interference on the goalkeeper decision, and uh, that resulted in a no-goal call. After reviewing all available replays and consulting with NHL hockey operations staff, the referee determined that Boston's Sean Corrali interfered with Ottawa goaltender Craig Anderson before the puck crossed the goal line. Even
0: though, technically, uh, he was in right to get that puck because it was a rebound. Right. Because he made the first save and then he went to shoot it again. And then he was trying to avoid Anderson on the... On the rebound, right, oh and God.
5: the problem was he was in the crease, right. So whenever you have goal goal interference in the crease, they're not gonna call it a goal because then you know it's advantage to the
0: even though he didn't it. really like really get to him, and Anderson played dead. I don't know. you see did, did it was, yeah, see yeah, it was yeah, smart. It was technique. Yeah, yeah. it was smart. Just kind of sit it. on it. Yeah.
1: Lie on it. But he, then there was he, also the
0: se- – go ahead. He wasn't even lying on the puck. He yeah, was he was just
1: lying like, kind on of the to ground. His Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, what about the second incident, though? This one really pissed me off. Uh, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, I think uh, he got in the crease, right? And he stopped Charlie McAvoy's shot with his glove. Yeah, and then It he, was very hard to tell if he stopped it or if he closed his glove on it because if well, he closed it, his glove on it in the crease, that would have been a penalty shot. No,
0: either way, if you stop it in the crease, if you lay on it in the crease – well, I'll give you a comparison. It's like um, you know
5: when there's a, a fast break and there's a clear path in basketball, right? It's, it's a given layup, but since there's a foul, in, you know, in uh, in regards to that, you know, they they have to give them uh, a free throw and the ball. So I think in hockey there should be something like that. No, they do
0: have that. that that's that, uh, they well, should, apparently uh, They didn't call it. No, right? B- because they thought Anderson had the had the puck. There was yeah but there was no possession of the puck. Well, that no, that uh, was a problem. No, no. Anderson did get he did get possession of the puck because the the guy who covered it handed it to him Pedro before the, the whistle Gabriel was Pedro. blown.
5: Well, he there was two instances. So he had it when it was under him. Yes. And then uh, and w- then the other player um what, what's his name?
1: The guy that stopped it, Jean Gabriel Pajot. So Pajot
5: uh, basically covered the puck and well, f- well no, at it, first he threw it to Anderson. He
0: stopped it with his glove.
5: Right, and then he passed it to Anderson. Yeah, so Anderson could save it, <laughs> which is beyond bogus, <laughs> beyond bogus. You yeah. you can't do that. And di- did they? I
0: don't know if they reviewed this one.
5: They didn't. Right. They, they didn't, uh, they did, but they
0: didn't okay. like it, it was weird. Like stoppage of
5: play. They kind
1: of, yeah. They kind of stopped Disgusting. it, but they didn't really look at it. And they right. were just like, yeah, no.
0: Cause if they reviewed that, like in Toronto, they, they would have seen that he laid on the puck and also handed him the puck. Yeah. Like that's just yeah. bogus. I,
5: I want to <laughs> see the Bruins really just get out of their comfort zone and, and just play just natural hockey. Like I, I just haven't seen it in this series where everybody's just comfortable on the ice. Like it was it was like mind boggling to see l- last night, like, you know, miscommunication, a lot of errors, uh, a it, lot of miscues. At the end
0: of that third, the the two penalties they got. Yeah. Th- one, too many men on the ice. D- that was the second one. The first one was um I forget who it I was. I think it was hooking or no, it was a uh, delay of game. D- oh, a delay of game, yeah. Because he hit it over the o- over, over the, the ice. glass, over the glass. Yeah, yeah it, nobody touched it. Yeah.
5: So, yeah, <laughs> a lot of miss like That was two straights.
0: Literally after that first one for uh a delay of game was killed off. Right, and that was in the last five minutes of the third period. They could have lost that game.
5: But I, w- I want to see Bergeron. I want to see Marchand. I want to see all these guys that we talk about. You know, being top elite NHL players. And yeah,
0: they really had not stepped up like they should. Well, not, and not only that, there's just been a s- lot of sloppy play towards the end of games for the Bruins. There's the Zdeno well, Chara two ugly. The Zdeno Chara penalty. Yeah. Um, too many men on the ice, and then I think in game. Uh, what was it uh four they had the too many men on the ice as well.
5: Yeah, but in, in game two when they gave up the the three to one right lead, I mean that's that's evident that two, you know, your head's two not those,
0: there. two goal two goal leads are the worst to have and in hockey
5: anyway. Oh yeah, it's the it's
1: the <laughs> biggest it's the uh, biggest false sense of security. Right. right Isn't that right. what they call a two goal lead in <laughs> hockey? Yep. And yeah, in terms of just speaking to the, you know, sloppy plays, just the turnovers in their own zone and stuff like that, it just seems like we're not seeing you know the tape-to-tape passing that we want to see out of the Bruins. Not that they've they've always been you know that caliber of team. I mean, not even but
0: the not even just the turnovers, but also shots on goal. Pasternak, for yeah. instance, before last night's game, two of his twenty shots on, uh, shots were on goal. Mm. Eight were blocked. Wild shots. Eleven were wide. Like, of the goal. Wild. <laughs> yeah, wild, too. Wild. Wild. Like, Wide.
5: He was missing. He was hitting the glass, like, yeah. almost close to the fans. <laughs> he was just, like, rushing. And, yeah. and that's the thing. Like, you know, playoff hockey, especially when you come into your first season, you know, with Pastnek in the playoffs. Yeah,
0: first po- postseason play.
5: Exactly. You you have to be composed. You have to stay poised because I, I think it's all a mindset of like your your mentality to go out and crush it every game. But you you can't because you got to like, you know, play just play your type of hockey. And every player needs to bring something to the table and you know, Charo needs to step up with his veteran presence and, you know, be more defensively sound. I, I felt like he was, you know, really chasing the puck too much last night.
0: Well, last night he had, what, 35, 36 minutes of ice
5: time?
4: Yeah, I mean, he was tired. <laughs> I, I, yeah, He's but an old man. He needs time. his rest.
5: Yeah, he needs his rest. But, like, you just have to, like, get into that frame of saying, like, I'm going to help these young guys out. Right. And and, and, and I think lead he them has. Success.
0: He's helped McAvoy a lot.
5: Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't say that. I think McAvoy is just uh, a true talent. Well, yeah, but
0: he obviously needs help at the NHL level because there's a big leap from college. Yeah, but you know what? I
5: I would say if you take Chara off the ice.
0: He's undefeated in uh, double overtime games this year. Yeah, but I I would say (laughs) if you
5: take Chara off the ice, I still think McAvoy does what he's doing right now. And the reason why is because he's a true talented hockey player. He has it. He has it in him. We talked about it in a previous show. He has that it factor to do everything. You know, his, his worth ethic I think is beyond belief. I mean, his, his skating is incredible. This guy's 18, 19 years right. old. It's
1: unbelievable. I mean, obviously, we knew about the caliber of play that that he was capable of. But to be able to do it in his debut, you know, like his first few games, like last night was um, uh, game five. He's played in five NHL games. They're all in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. A- and I-,
5: I think it's good w- the way that the Bruins are playing it because now moving forward, you got Game Six, you know,
1: t- uh, tomorrow Monday. Tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> uh, all three. T- tomorrow, <laughs> th- yeah, it's gonna be a, a jam packed uh, day tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, th- we've, got is Sox, yeah we've got the socks. Everything's jam packed. Everything's jam packed. We've got the socks at one. <laughs> we got a smorgasbord. <laughs> so the socks. So don't think- forget about the Revs.
0: They play today. Yeah, Revs. Oh yeah. wow, I'm really excited. I'm
1: I'm pumped for that. <laughs> yeah. No, tomorrow the socks kick things off. I think at 1:35, right? Right. Then we've got the Bruins at three. So- Celtics at. No, at 630? no,
5: Bruins at two, and then three. No, three. It's three Bru- o'clock. Bruins at, 3:00. Are at three. Celtics are playing at three, then. Or no, did they no change Celtics the are at six thirty. Celtics are at. And also, it doesn't
1: matter. Celtics are at the United Center. Yeah. No,
5: but what I'm saying
0: is, I think I think the Celtics.
5: Even
1: otherwise, I don't think on the same day they'd be able to turn that over <laughs> that fast. But I,
0: I think the NBA if they can they can do one and seven. I've seen that happen. Hmm,
1: interesting. But I think the NBA <laughs>
5: switched the times because I saw a tweet out. It was you know three o'clock, and they must have switched it to six thirty because of the Bruins game.
0: Well, no, because. Uh, I I I knew yesterday when the Celtics game ended, it was going to be because uh, I was watching on CSN, and they said pregame would begin at 5:30. Well, for an, an hour. Well, regardless, <laughs> right?
5: they're they're down three two. Yes. Right now, it's a game by game mentality. Yeah, and that that's the beauty of hockey. And you're,
0: and you're at home, but it's the beauty good. of
5: hockey is you don't really need to ride the momentum like you do in basketball because you could have one of the worst periods, worst periods of your season. And then come in the next period and just slaughter. Dominate, yeah. Dominate. We've seen it. We've, we've seen it in the series where the Senators, I mean, the Bruins had had nothing going for them in uh, period two of game one. And then they came out and they went firing on all cylinders in uh, period three. Uh, and in basketball, it's a matter of miss or make. Right. With hockey, it's a matter of sometimes luck and also the, the, the pure skill and, and the ability to get around, like, different – adversities inside the game so you know basketball's on momentum whereas hockey everybody loves playoff hockey because it's, it's nothing like you ever seen like you know the, the cinderella team can easily come back in in a game because That's true. It, so, it's so your argument luck, is that by
1: so momentum in hockey is like less uh, I guess valuable than, than or relevant yeah it's a better word than momentum in other sports where because like you can have all the momentum in the world but just make one mistake and then all of a sudden you let in a goal and then exactly <laughs> then you're back to square one if it's like a one nothing game So I'm telling
5: you right now Boston you guys better be ready it's game six you know you take it one game by, by one game right so game six and then you got game seven in Ottawa yep. you know I, I think they're riding a, a good um, success right now. Whereas Cassidy, I I wish Cassidy was more passionate, though. Like, I saw him last night, like, those two calls, he got, like, really red. But, like, I, I take off my jacket. Like, I'm sweating at this point. I'm pissed off. Like, if I'm a coach and I get two goals taken away from me, I'm
0: really angry. Bruins got, like, so many goals taken well, away all well,
5: season, yeah, What do you want too. him to
1: turn into, like, Lupinella on yeah, the ice? Yeah, take off
0: the jacket. Get serious about it. Like Or John Farrell in the Red Sox game. He,
5: he, oh, yeah,
1: that, that was such a passionate. Yeah, I know. Butters. Butters yesterday. That yeah. was. But I it, love when
5: Butters gets tossed. But it was a good sign of redemption because Corral, got that goalie interference, and they came back and scored. So yeah. uh, he scored both goals in that game. So it was a tremendous performance by him.
1: obviously a lot to get to today, a very busy week. The Bruins, the Celtics, Aaron Hernandez, all that is on the table today on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire.
2: Hi everyone, I'm meteorologist Mark Rosenthal, and my weather forecast today is being brought to you by Stratum Tire. Spring has finally arrived so now's the time to come on into a Stratum Tire location near you and take advantage of their spring pothole specials. 20% off spring tire changeovers and alignments, half off state inspections, deeply discounted oil change specials, tires in every price range with a great selection of top brand names and a value price line too. Visit stratumtire.com to schedule your service online today. Men, if you're like me, you appreciate the feeling of a clean, smooth shave from a quality blade. The sort of shave that cuts clean without the burn. So why are you messing around with generic razors that cost 32 bucks for an 8-pack when you can shave with Harry's high-quality German-engineered blades for half the price? And because Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades... They'll send you their most popular set, complete with a razor, one of their world-famous blades, shaving cream, and post-shave balm for free if you cover shipping. A total value of $20 at no cost to you, with code 0202 at checkout. Their way of saying thank you for trying them. How is Harry's able to save you all this money and still give you the best shave you'll ever enjoy? By owning the factory that manufactures the blades. That's how. Go to harrys.com now and enter code 0202 at checkout to claim your free trial set and post-shave balm. That's harrys.com. Code 0202. Losing our signal? You can always hear us on the TuneIn app. We are 1250 ESPN, New Hampshire.
3: Hey, it's me, your piggy bank. Remember when you were a little kid? All the dimes and quarters in my back. Yeah, that was good times. Good times. Now lately, I gotta be honest, you've been ignoring me. Money's been slipping through your hands like a greased pig. (laughs) Get it? Because I'm a... Anyway, I know how it is. Now that you get a real paycheck, it's nice to have stuff. You'll start saving money next year. Well, I hate to tell you, but good saving habits start now. Put just 20 bucks in the bank a month. Make your own coffee at home instead of that latte every morning. Brown bag it to work instead of ordering in. Those changes alone could save you thousands of dollars a year. Come on, I'm your piggy bank. We can be together again. Me and you, the special types. <laughs> anyway, if you don't want me to cry anymore, feed me. Go to feedthepig.org for more ideas on how to save.
1: Feedthepig.org.
3: This message brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council.
4: What were those college softball players thinking, carrying their opponent around the bases after she was injured hitting the winning home run? If you did the right thing, then you did win.
2: Sportsmanship.
4: Way to go, girl!
2: Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at Values.com. Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update.
1: The Bruins staved off elimination against Ottawa yesterday in a 3-2 double overtime victory after two controversial calls in the first overtime. Sean Corelli put home the game winner, which was his second goal of the game. Game 6 tomorrow at the Garden. Puck drop is at 3 p.m. The Celtics also got a huge road win uh, against the Chicago Bulls, beating them 104-97. It was their first win at the United Center since 2014. The team knocked down 17 threes en route to their victory. Game four at the United Center is at 630. Other NBA news, Blake Griffin is out for the rest of the postseason for the Clippers with a broken toe. The Clips currently lead the Jazz 2-1 in their series. The Red Sox were shut out 2-0 at Camden Yards last night. The Orioles got runs from Adam Jones and Manny Machado. Drew Pomeranz went 5 and a third, allowing two runs on five hits while striking out four. Some drama in the eighth inning. Manny Machado took out Dustin Pedroia at second base while attempting to break up a double play. Pedroia was forced to leave the game. No word yet on whether or not he'll play today. Those are your Sports Center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPNNHradio.com as well as the ESPN Radio app. And as always, check us out on TuneIn. Amash Sharma don't go anywhere. The sports blast continues right now.
2: They saw control by the Bruins. (laughs) Alcamo with a joke, bloke it! The score! Corrali! Sean Corrali with his second of the game. The Bruins stay alive, force to game six on Sunday.
1: I gotta be honest with you, I was having heart palpitations watching that game last night. It was crazy. I still can't get over the goaltending on both sides. I mean, I gotta give Craig Anderson credit too. I mean, Tuca was fantastic, but. He was fantastic as well, Craig Anderson, for the Ottawa Senators. The
0: Ottawa Senators also had some golden opportunities that they just whiffed on.
1: Oh, they did. There's no doubt that there were golden opportunities that were missed.
0: Especially like in, that, in the, the end of the third, third period, all the power plays. The Bruins have sucked on the power sure, play. Sure, but yeah. if you
1: just want a clinic on how to be clutch as a goaltender, you know, fighting for your playoff life, if, if you're the Bruins, that's the case. Craig Anderson obviously has a little bit of a cushion. They were up in that series, and they still are up. Yeah. But still unbelievable. Unbelievable series so far. Well, unbelievable game. Kind of underwhelming series up until this point, but last night was uh hopefully the turning point for this team.
5: Yeah, you know, going down 3 to 1, you know, you you just feel like you don't have anything left. Um just because you gave it so much effort um to get to that point. But when you you win game 5, you really feel good about it because, you know, like I said, now it's a game by game mentality. Where as if You know, actually, even going into Game Five is a game-by-game mentality. But you feel like you cannot win the game because you're down three to one. Now, since you're down three to two, there's light. There's more life in you, and and that's where I want to see more life into Bergeron, Marchand, you know, Chara. I want to see Rasp be consistent on a basis in regards to the entire 60 minutes. No more taking time off the ice. You know no more thinking about you know what you're having for breakfast the next day let, let, let's get that mindset I think,
1: I think it's a little unrealistic I know he's your top defenseman still but I think it's a little unrealistic at this point to expect that much out of Chara just given the mileage given his age the veteran presence the leadership I get all that but in terms of he's the, still playing well he's still playing well yeah, pr- but too but to put too much on him in terms of expectations given his age I think are a little unfair well then McAvoy. I'm. I'm just oh, saying. Well, now, we, now you're going to the other extreme. Hey, let's let's put all the our expectations on the rookie that's played what five NHL games, all in the playoffs. Now, well, I mean, his. You, his... Got, you got to settle on some middle ground here. You got to say, hey, Marshy, you got to step up. You know, Patrice Bergeron, give me something. You know, I, I'm not putting it on the rookie to do anything. And Chara, I just think at you this point. You don't think he should be a...
5: more aggressive? I sorry. Be more I, aggressive, I, but I, I don't. Ex- I start... Yeah,
1: sure. I'd be more aggressive, but don't necessarily. I'm not. Ex- I'm not looking to him. To be the guy that's the catalyst. I mean, obviously, if, if he surprises us, if he comes out and, and does uh, exceeds expectations, yeah. fine. So far, he has, in my opinion. And I know, I know Dave would agree if he was here. He loves Charlie McAvoy. But you've got to find someone who's you know still in their prime. Because, I mean, Zidane Ocharo is still playing very well. He's playing at an elite level right now. Yeah. But the guy's old. I don't know if I can put that much on him anymore. In terms of expectations. Yeah. So you got to start turning your attention to your MVP candidate this year. Uh, Marshand. Marshand, yeah. You know, your other uh, leader on the team outside of Zidane O'Chara, Patrice Bergeron.
5: But I like Coach Cass- uh, Cassie's mindset because he kind of improvs along the way. Um, whereas, you know, you kind of look at Claude Julien. If they were, uh, the Bruins were in that this situation with Claude, I don't think they would be – As good as they are right now, and to have that 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 fight, like you know, it's a battle out there. It's going to be a grind the entire playoffs. But the way you respond to you know adversity obstacles within the series is what makes you stronger, not only for the remainder of the series, but for the entire playoffs. And so Cassidy's really come in and gave this this team a different message, a message that they haven't really heard from. And I think they're all getting out of their comfort zone, like I've been saying, where each player needs to realize what they're good at and apply it to the game every time they step on the ice. And so I think it's from the top to bottom, you know, managing this team has been excellent throughout this playoffs. They really have. Corrali, they get, they're they giving him a shot. You know, I think
1: Corrali is making the most of opportunities. Sure. They're giving him a shot. Mostly out of necessity, though. Right. Would but he be playing if Krejci was healthy, if Spooner— Well, Spooner got benched. That Spooner was a coaching decision. Benched. Exactly. That was a coaching decision. It could be upper management, too, but to the say— Krejci, But Krejci also plays a part in it.
5: Yeah. No, of course. But yeah, it's a blessing in disguise. I get it. You know, you hit lightning in a bottle with Corrali, it happens. But I think, you know, giving him that experience, he will only get better. He can't get worse from now because he put in two gigantic goals— gigantic they needed that last night i don't think anybody else on the ice would have put that puck in the net corrali was on fire he, he just was in the motions mm-hmm. he had it going for him the entire game he was in that mode and once you're in that mode as a young player you got to keep riding it you know just don't make any errors just keep riding that train and and seeing what happens where it goes so I, I think the Bruins really struck gold on bringing in Corrali, you know, to step in for Krejci because they could have went out and brought somebody else up, but they they depended on him, and they felt they felt out the perfect decision, the ideal opportunity for this kid to play, and it was per- perfect, perfect timing.
0: He made great use of it too.
5: Yeah, it was <laughs> p- perfect timing. So. I think the balance of the roster right now, you know, through the playoffs, you're gonna have bumps and bruises.
0: They have too many bumps and bruises on the defensive end. Way too much.
5: <laughs> and that's that's part of the concern. Right. That is part of the concern for the entire series. You knew it coming in. Colin Miller, you had Kevin Miller a little banged up, you had Tory Krug. Um Tory Krug's still out too, right? Exactly. So they didn't have like, you know, two of their top top defensemen. I mean, Colin Miller was pretty good, like top four, top top six. You know, so if you're looking at it, they really got by. They somehow made it, made it by. Mm. You know, so I think Game Six, they they just have to be on all cylinders, and you have to bring it. You have to, you know, what you have to do. You have to treat it like it's Game Seven. You have to treat Game Six like Game Seven, and then Game well, Seven for the, Bru- of whole-
1: for the Bruins, it is Game Seven essentially. Game well, what I'm Seven saying- is an elimination game right. for them. I know. I, I mean, game Six is an <laughs> elimination game for them.
5: But the atmosphere in the Garden, it, it's gonna be to uh, another mm-hmm. level. Yeah. To another level like we we've never seen it we haven't seen this type of playoffs in a while right and the fact they still had that fight in them because they could have went down they could have went down last night yeah because they, were, they down were down three to, three to one to no, yeah, nothing
1: the thing is the persistence was what kind of impressed me about because any other team after getting two goals waved would've off, gave or, or the second one would have been a penalty shot opportunity yeah getting that waved off that's deflating for a lot of teams it is but For the Bruins to still have that resilience, that persistence, I mean, I saw them. They they didn't give me the impression that they ever were let down by that or they didn't give me the impression that they were like, ah, screw it, we're just going to give up and throw it in the towel now. They fought, and obviously Corrali got the game winner. Mm -hmm. So to me, that is indicative. I'm not saying that they're a championship-caliber team. They're nowhere nowhere near. But they gave me the impression of the mentality that you need from a championship-caliber team. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know even exactly. Though they, even though they don't have the talent, that's they, the mentality you, that you need. Can you yeah, the not traits. not wink at me
0: when you, when you, when you say <laughs> that. I know. I, 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 did I wink at you? I, did I, I didn't wink at you. You winked right at me. I
1: did not wink at you. Shut up. The Bruins. The Bruins. <laughs> we have a tape. Yeah, we'll check the periscope. I did not wink at you. The Bruins have
5: the traits, and they also have the experience. Yeah, you know, Martian. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Marchand, Bergeron. Chara, Rask, they all been all been a part of a, a Stanley Cup, you know, yeah, championship. So, I, I think it's under their belt, and they're going to utilize it the right way when when it needs when it's needed. And I, I think Game Six is most certainly ideal for them. It's nowhere near, you know, Stanley Cup, but um, I don't. think— it, It's thi- their Stanley Cup. It's their Stanley Cup, <laughs> exactly, because I think if they beat Ottawa. That's saying something, yeah you know i I don't think it's it's really you know you could put it up in the upper edge lot saying that that was one of the greatest performances of hockey history no.
1: or Bruin's history, right. well, no, I mean it was a, it was an instant classic, the game itself, yeah, the mm. game itself was eh. yeah, yeah, double overtime staving off elimination, getting goals waved off, come on, it had everything I mean the only thing that was missing was it wasn't like a game seven of like. I don't know, the Eastern Conference final or the Stanley Cup final or well, something. Well, no,
0: that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, like, uh, I mean, they were down 2 nothing, but it was kind of like, it, it was kind of blah hockey. Oh, the
1: the rest of the game, outside <laughs> of the two overtime oh, it's periods. Oh, it got awful. We're, were bad. But, Even
0: the beginning of the first overtime. Was
1: but the thing is, that's true of any series that we look back on and say that, oh, that was, I mean, look at Super Bowl 51, for example. Yeah. The first three quarters were garbage. No. True. Okay. It yeah, wasn't they
0: garbage. It was just the Patriots were losing.
1: Well, I'm just saying, like, the Patriots, the Patriots weren't moving the ball It was the blow, right? Go back and look at the 0-4 ALCS. The first three games were garbage. you remember game three when the Yankees won, like, a million to nothing? 20, or, 20 to, like, three. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, in every series or every single game, if you're talking about football, if you're going to look at an instant classic, not all of them are shootouts. Not right. all of them. And some of them are just, hey, you know, that was really sloppy, but then they came back. And sometimes it's not bad to have your back against the wall.
5: I mean, we talk about, you know, players going through their careers where they face adversity, you know, th- throughout their entire career. Yeah. I, I think it's the best thing to be down 2-0 or, you know, I, I think the worst-case scenario is 3 nothing. okay? But 2-0, you know, 3-1, I still think you can somehow get back into the series because the winning team sometimes gets complacent, too comfortable with it, um, and you kind of give them a wake-up call and – let me tell you, game five for the Bruins was a wake-up call because they got those two goals taken away from them. Um, they had opportunities on opportunities. Of course, Ottawa had their chances, but Bruins made the most of their opportunities. So, And that's where the connection is between the coach of Coach Cassidy and these players knowing the message to not give up. Because I'm telling you right now, if Cole Jr. was the coach of the Bruins, they would have lost that game last night. They would have because they play one system and one system only with Cole Julian. Right. With Cassidy, Cassidy, you know, he, he comes he's up. flexible. Yeah, and he's very unique. He comes up on the fly. He comes up with different game plans, different schemes to attack teams. Like the 1-3-1 uh, of Ottawa, that's easily can, that easily can make you vulnerable right. because you'll get trapped. But I think the way that they're playing, you know, pa- passing the puck pretty good. You know, you look down, you know, dumping the puck dump and chase, that kind of game. It, it, it works, but then you have set up plays after that because I feel like when you're with Julian, all you're doing is dumping and chasing, you're playing defense, they're attacking. They're being more aggressive with the puck. And that's wh- that's the way this Bruins team has been all about this year is to take the most of every opportunity, especially from offensive standpoint. You're seeing defenders shoot the puck, whereas, you know, in the past, you would just dump it down right. and had the offense players, you know, the the forwards and the centers chase the puck and try to score. And that's not the way hockey is. You mm-hmm. need a balance, and the Bruins have a decent balance right now, especially with Tuca stepping up. Tuca Rask has stepped up immensely. That game last night, you're right, Ashish, hands down one of the premier elite, um, you know, goaltenders.
1: Oh. Some of the saves of today's game.
0: The, the series is on Ottawa Senators 3, Tuka Rask 2, because he, he's basically won them both yeah. games.
1: right. For, he faced 43 <laughs> shots on goal yesterday.
5: And I, we, we talked about it in the past. Stopped have, 41
1: of them. Unbelievable.
0: Yeah, you
5: have, you have type A, type B. We talked about mm. it with Dave, right? We saw a mix of both. We saw yeah. a mix of both in Tuka Rask last night because there was opportunities where he could have literally made a Superman save. But he was stationary, and he knew his position where the crease was. So I think he made the most opportunity to save the puck when you know, it was on, on the right side and mm-hmm. he had to make a glove save. You know? That's stationary. But then like, when a puck's loose, he dives on the puck. That, that's when you get out of your comfort zone. Right. So that's the mix of the two, and you got to like that. Craig Anderson on the, the same page. I mean, these two goalies are playing heck of a
1: yeah, heck of a, I mean, heck of a battle. Uh, yeah, obviously, you saw that elevated level of play in both overtime periods. I mean, prior to that, I'm not saying that they were bad, but when it got to the overtime period, that, that's so when the game second, started. That's when the game really took it to another level because everyone yeah. just seemed to be playing better, including the two, especially the two goalies.
5: Yeah, I, I just want to see more uh, goal scoring out of the guys that have got that got you there. Like Marchand, like Bergeron, really, he had like what one goal in like game two or something yeah, like so that.
1: Marchand's got to step it up. I mean, if you're gonna be this guy that is carrying the offensive load for this, he's team had his the chances. Season.
0: There was the chance in game four where he he, he was by himself and Craig Anderson literally like scrawled, like sprawled on the floor on the ice and just like saved that didn't let him flick it over him.
5: So. I, I think the one three one defense by Ottawa. Kind of not. It doesn't let you. It get neutralizes. Into, yeah, yeah. It doesn't let you get into the open ice, and that's where Marshawn performs best, along with Pasternak. It, they're great skaters, so they find their real estate and they make the most of it. But now, one three one, the trap. You know, you, you're kind of like, you know, discombobulated, and you, 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 it's misleading sometimes to say, you know, I'm gonna pass the puck through the through the the crease there, or you know, I'm gonna find a, a way to make it happen. And it doesn't happen because they're trapping you or they're being more aggressive on defense. So I think Marshawn, Bergeron, they need to step up. They need more goal scoring out uh, of pass and knock as well. Stop taking wild shots. Get them on net. Create opportunities for your team. And show game six who the Bruins really are.
1: 603-883-9900. She's Sherman, Brian Roach and Mark Lazell Taking you up till 2 p.m. this afternoon. It's the Sports Blast on ESPN New Hampshire.
2: 1250 ESPN, New Hampshire. Manchester's local ESPN. So,
1: you own your own business.
2: Got small ambitions for this business? Of course, you don't. Got medium ambitions for this business? Of course, you don't. Who has medium ambitions? You got big ambitions. If you're a growing business with big ambitions, you want to grow with Granger. Granger has the products, the services, and more importantly, the commitment you need. Total commitment. If you're a growing business, Granger's got your back. Call ClickGranger.com or stop by, Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: Allergy sufferers are hearing a lot of numbers these days about symptoms and relief, but the number sufferers want most is zero, as in zero nasal allergy symptoms, and nothing gets you closer to zero than Nasacort, because unlike antihistamines that stop only one cause of your allergy symptoms, Nasacort stops more, and stopping more gets you closer to zero. For 24-hour relief of your worst nasal allergy symptoms, including congestion, choose Nasacord. It stops more of what makes you miserable. Uses directed.
4: It's pouring rain. It's real dark
0: outside. Your heart starts beating really, really fast. You've never done anything so hard in your life. This is boot camp. This is the real thing now. It's such extreme pain. You don't understand how you can finish. I began to feel that there was no way I was ever going to have my title, U.S. Marine. It takes special inner strength, courage, and desire to do this. I was just thinking, I'm so close, I'm so close. And when I I finished, I was like, I'm done. I did it. The moment I will never forget is when this drill instructor that I admire so much
3: comes up to me straight in front of me, put her arm on my shoulder and said, Good morning, Marine.
2: PFC Summer Volkman became a Marine. Can you? Visit Marines.com or call 1-800-MARINES. The few, the proud, the Marines.
4: Imagine this. Your 13-year-old son is at his friend's house. There's probably a bunch of them all hanging out in the basement. They're watching TV or maybe playing video games. There's lots of joking around, laughing, maybe some roughhousing, and maybe they're doing shots of whiskey in between beers and maybe one has gone into the liquor cabinet to see what else he can find. Imagine your kid doing that. New Hampshire ranks second in the nation in alcohol use among 12 to 20 year olds, and almost a third of our teens report that they started drinking before they were 15. You can check the stats at checkthestatsnh.org. As parents, we want to protect our kids. But we have to start now, before it's too late. Learn how you can make a difference in your child's life at CheckTheStatsNH.org and help the Partnership for a Drug-Free New Hampshire. Start the conversation today.
2: Scores, standings, trades, and breaking news. This is your ESPN New Hampshire update.
1: The Bruins beat the Ottawa Senators 3-2 in double overtime yesterday in Ottawa, avoiding elimination after two controversial calls in the first overtime period. In the first overtime, Sean Corelli put home the game winner, which was his second goal of the game. Game 6 tomorrow at the Garden Puck Drop is at 3 p.m. The Celtics also got a huge win on the road against the Chicago Bulls. They topped them 104-97. It was the C's first win at the United Center since 2014. The team knocked down 17 three-pointers en route to their victory. Game 4 at the United Center is tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Other NBA news, Blake Griffin will miss the rest of the postseason for the Clippers with a broken The Clippers currently lead the Jazz 2-1 in that series The Red Sox were shut out 2-0 at Camden Yards last night The Orioles got runs from Adam Jones and Manny Machado Drew Pomeranz went 5 third, allowing two runs on five hits while striking out four Some drama in the eighth however Manny Machado took out Dustin Pedroia on a late slide at second base while attempting to break up a double play Pedroia was forced to leave the game, no word yet on whether or not he's in the lineup today those are your Sports Center updates. Be sure to listen live on ESPNNHradio.com as well as the ESPN Radio app and check us out on TuneIn. I'm Ashish Sharma. Don't go anywhere. The Sports Plus continues right now. Forget the coffee. I am
2: in so much pain right
0: now. i got a massive headache.
2: The Sports Blast has the cure for your Friday night hangover.
5: Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? I find a little weird I have to ask twice.
3: Three hours of sports talk. That would be terrific. That would be great, huh? Terrific. That was terrific. Only on ESPN New Hampshire.
1: 603-883-9900. Back here on the Sports Blast, ESPN New Hampshire and ESPNNHradio.com. No Dave today. Dave is uh, at a bachelor party, so uh, he'll be back. Uh, not next week. We're all off next week. He's so getting in married. two weeks, <laughs> he's not getting married. His buddy <laughs> Pat's getting married. We all know Pat. Congratulations once again, Pat. Yeah, congrats. Uh, if I you're listening, is next week. I don't know. I, I bet they're all hungover. Yeah, they Who definitely knows? are. Um, they're probably not even awake. I, I seriously doubt they're awake at eleven forty-five in the morning on a Saturday at a, following a night of partying. I really doubt that's the case. They might be gambling. They might you be know. eating brunch. You know who knows? You know. Who knows? But Dave, uh, shout out to you, and uh, obviously that mimosas. <laughs> mimosas are awesome. By the way, <laughs> they're really good. Um, very quickly, we'll get to Aaron Hernandez at the top of the hour. Obviously, we have a lot of thoughts on that. Just uh, kind of shocking news that he committed suicide out of nowhere. But we'll get to our reaction uh, to that before we do. Though, I want to just talk about the Red Sox last night. Obviously, a lot going on yesterday with the Bruins, with the Celtics, so you might have missed the drama during the Red Sox game. Dustin Pedroia left the game in the eighth inning after being taken out on what I think was a dirty play by Manny Machado, a late slide attempting to break up, uh, break up a double play. And, you know, when you're trying to break up a double play, especially before this new rule existed where, you know, the neighborhood play has been essentially eliminated from the game, right. it mm-hmm. used to be a part of the game. Right Now, not only are you not supposed to break up double plays, but... To do it the way Manny Machado did yesterday... No, you're allowed to
0: break up double plays, But, I mean...
1: Well, you are, You just but
0: can't, like, come off the bag like, when you do like it. He, like,
1: Manny <laughs> Machado started his slide very, very late. Right. Slid over the bag, Cleated, cleats up. Yeah. He spiked Pedroia. Yeah. And I don't know if there was anything else after that, but Pedroya is one of the toughest guys in the game. So when he gets hurt yep. and has to come out of a game, yeah. you know it's serious. So, I mean, I personally, I was pissed. I expect... 100% M- M- Machado to get bean tonight. Uh, there will be retaliation, not from Steven Wright, though. We don't need to see a knuckleball or an 88-mile-an-hour fastball coming at Machado's hip. They'll wait for either a reliever or, I was telling you, Brian, maybe just wait until Eduardo Rodriguez goes on Sunday. Because see, if the benches get worn before the game, just wait. I, I, think I doubt that'll be the war- case on Sunday. I don't
0: Sunday. think it'll be worn before the game.
1: I think the umps are privy to what's going on. See
5: I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I think the the Red Sox kind of thrive off of that because yeah. you know it gives them like a little more. You m- can use the energy. I mean it. did exactly. you see
0: John Farrell fired up about the call? I was
1: fixated on okay. Brian Butterfield, man. Like, I, well that was Butters in between. Got, yeah, that I was ate. in
0: between innings, but uh, so <laughs> they went to review. But apparently it was Baltimore that challenged the ruling of Machado being safe. Yeah. No it wasn't any. it had nothing to do with the like uh the new double play rule that right. went into effect a couple of seasons ago. Right. I mean it, and John Farrell uh after because uh, the they just did out like Right had, and he was like who's out? We know right, Machado's right out. and like, did we get the double and play. Then, and then like he didn't. was like, oh uh Baltimore challenged it it was nothing to, and and John Farrell looked
1: ripped. Right. <laughs> oh of course I would be too and Joe Kelly did you guys see Joe Kelly he was oh. barking in Machado from from the mound I mean yeah. he, he was saying things I can't repeat here on the air if I want to keep this job so I he, he <laughs> was basically a lot of f bombs and expletive laced tirade yes. towards Manny Machado I mean ma- I mean Machado did
0: try to help us the up oh
1: come on he was such a oh it was such a fake like have you ever seen soccer players yeah. like you know dive Slides and then the guy him. that took him out yeah. is just kind of like oh no are you okay but it's yeah. really like it's all BS for the ref exactly. so that they don't get a red card yeah it's all that's show. what that was. It's all So, I mean, like, I, I 100% expect there to be retaliation either tonight or tomorrow. Um, it just I love sucks. it, though. It just sucks that Stephen Wright is starting because you know Stephen Wright's not going to – well, first of all, you want him to go deep in the game. You so throw you a knuckleball at his head. <laughs> Take that. Take that. <laughs> you, you see that? See that 70-mile-an-hour knuckleball at your head? That shows you, how I'm in business, <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, business,
0: pal. I mean, I mean the way he controlled it last time against um, Baltimore. Uh, I, I I I would hope he has better control than, than oh, the last we'll time. But I, you know what? Eight like runs other, in an inning and a third.
5: I am just gonna say I, I like it. Like you know, I don't think it was uh, proper to do it to Dustin Pedroia. Oh, of and course not. That's I, your de facto captain.
1: You don't do that. Then and
0: Then you had to have Pablo play second base.
5: Right, but from a Baltimore standpoint, like the Boston Red Sox are, you know, th- projected to be the best team in the AL East. Right. So I, th- I think it was just a message sent by Manny Machado to say, you know what, guys, w- we're here. We're we're not going anywhere. Um. So I kind of like, I I kind of want to see a rivalry out of Baltimore. Oh, there's there, there's and, uh, been there's uh, been
1: recently. I mean, there was the fight between uh, who was it, Kevin Gregg and uh, Big Jones. Poppy. Yeah, that was
0: all. Few years ago, though, but yeah. but
1: there's kind of been a little bit of that history, and then well, and then I think, there was the Machado um, bat. Uh, uh, yeah, but that was with Josh Donaldson when he was with the A's. So, yeah. the, in terms of there being any history with the Red Sox, right. the, the poppy incident from a few years ago with. Uh, it was him, it was Kevin Gray, smash wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was years ago. Where, yeah, where Poppy uh swung it well, he d- took exception to a couple of inside pitches, then he swung at a three. Might pitch. as well
0: bring up the James Shields, Coco Crisp. I was fight. just gonna <laughs>
1: go to the James Shields one because that one is actually very similar to this. If you remember, Coco Crisp took out Akinori Iwamura yeah, he did. at second. Yeah. And then he started barking at Joe Madden. In the Rays uh, dugout, and that's kind of when you knew, like, okay, Coco Coco's getting thrown at <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow. And I remember watching that game, and no one was surprised when it happened. I think what I was surprised with was that he charged maybe, the mound. Maybe maybe Machado
5: gets the uh, the, the Coco Chris treatment. Yeah, maybe, well, it was maybe it, like happens. to me
1: that's. I mean, that's the most relatable in that in this uh, instance. I sort of want to see a
0: Bautista odor type.
1: Type D. Oh, geez. well, I don't want anyone on the Red Sox getting hurt. Pedroia Machado, yeah. you don't, you know? don't want to swing. Well, Pedroia. <laughs> I mean, like we don't have the sound, unfortunately, but Pedroia spoke after the game, and he took the high road. He yeah, said, he I've, did. I've been turning double plays in the bigs now for 11 years. I mean, that's just that's part of the job. Like, he didn't take a shot at Machado. He didn't say that was a dirty play. He didn't say that was Bush League. He was very, very
0: cocky th- about it, though. Like, he, he's, <laughs> he said, I've turned the best double plays for the last And he dropped an <laughs> F-bomb, too. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like, I- you know, I, that's my effing job, you know? Like, I love it. I love Pedroia, and I love that he took the high road. I, I think mean, he'll a lot of guys would be... I don't I don't think it's anything worse well, than Well, the thing is, again, I, I hate, you know, speculating and playing doctor. I know some of us on this show like playing doctor every now and that's then. That's why I'm
0: playing doctor right now. Dr.
1: Brian. But I'm just saying that, look, I I wasn't going to come in and say, I'm not going to say, like, oh, it looked like he tore a ligament or whatever, but it looked bad last night, the way he was limping off the field. The last time I saw Dustin Pedroia limp off the field like that was in San Francisco in 2010 when he broke his foot. You know, And, and again, obviously this was not – it didn't seem like a break. If anything, it would be like a ligament uh, damage or something like that. Right. But I don't know. I'm not going to say without you know. – I'm not going to speculate on what his injury was. It could have been as simple as maybe he just got cleated. Well, it was a –
0: such a late slide that maybe the cleats got deeper than. Wh-
1: wh- Who knows? He definitely got spiked. We yeah. saw that because Machado went spikes up really high. It was a dirty play. No, I'm not saying Machado's a dirty player. Oh, it's like a slide, but tackle it was a on, dirty play. It was a dirty play.
5: It was like a slide tackle in soccer. You're like, right.
1: What you talking about? And he went early. right for the knee. I, I know. <laughs> and then he kind of went, "Oh, sorry, buddy, you okay?" He picked him up. It was kind of one of those things where, I mean, for people who have younger siblings, they understand. Like, it's kind of when you go a little too far with roughhousing with them, and then they start crying. They're like, "Oh, get up! You're you all right. You okay?" Before <laughs> yeah. like your parents come, it's like, yeah. "No, no, no! You're fine. You're fine. You're fine." Exactly. It's kind of one of those things. That's exactly. what he was doing with Pedroia.
5: But but with Pedroia, I think Pedroya respects Manny Machado, so yeah. I, I don't I don't think there's any tension really, really there. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Red Sox do something about oh, they it.
1: they better. I, I, I 100% expect retaliation. If yeah. not today, then tomorrow with Eduardo Rodriguez or some other reliever. And if, if not in this the next series, series or in the next series, they might yeah. wait for it to blow over. That's kind of become the uh, in thing to do now is right. to just kind of let it Kind of, yeah. Yep. and then it's like oh sorry what no that has nothing to do with the incident from the last time we faced <laughs> up what are you talking about right
0: we only oh we faced them a week ago
5: that that's, that's old news yeah <laughs> I, I'm, I'm gonna beam a pitch at his head like no you you, you can't you out. wait until two outs you, are in the inning
0: you gotta wait manny Machado's coming to the plate yeah then you go to the bullpen for joe kelly
5: you gotta draw suspense because then right. if you do it today it's like okay well, that's so cliche to do it the next Right, day. then the
0: pitcher might get
1: ejected. Right, and, you know, right. I mean, like, that. the thing is, it also depends on the situation. You don't want to, like, if it's like a, you know, tie game yeah, in the like seventh inning with the bases game. loaded yeah. Machado comes up, you're not going to bean him there. No. Well, why not? Oh, you're going to bean him with the bases loaded <laughs> to give them the go-ahead run in the seventh or eighth <laughs> inning? Joe Kelly probably would, just out of contr- uh, you control. Know, out issues. Out of control Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so
5: I wouldn't be shocked if that happens. But Though the
0: bullpen has been really good for the Red Sox, no, not to get off this topic but the no, bullpen yeah. has actually been really solid
4: yeah, yeah
1: I mean Craig Kimbrell has actually been great to start the year I have nothing bad to say about him except for the blown save in Toronto that was better hitting on
0: Morales that start. was great
1: but I was just so upset because it was a Chris Sale start why can't you let the guy get the win Come you know on. what
0: Chris Sale has a .91 ERA he's, he's been, unbelievable
1: he's insane but he, the t- all insane. the other starters he doesn't suck get run support no. he does get run support
0: I mean it was th- that's the Rick Porcello treatment from last year he, 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 he got too much he no last, the, year. Last, last year last year yeah he got he, he, in the beginning of the season he didn't yeah, get yeah but much. later on in the year he was getting right. like fi-
1: a healthy dose of runs right. like 5 but- or 6 runs
0: the beginning of the year, he got nothing, but I, like I th- nothing I, I, to show for do it. Do
1: you agree with this theory that opposing pitchers, when they go up against Chris Sale, know they have to bring their A game, and maybe that's why they just kind of yeah. get a little extra? I could see yeah, that. They do. That could be it. It's like, dude, I'm going up against Chris Sale. He's I not going to give up more than a, a run. Yeah. I got to give my like, I got to give my hundred and ten uh, uh, percent. All right, this. he's going to give up more
0: than a run a few times. There's going to be starts where it's going to be like, fine, okay, yeah, but I'm I'm but just, I'm in awe right now, of Chris Sale right now. Yeah, he has the second best start in Red Sox history behind, behind because Pedro, yep. Pedro, in his first four starts with the Red Sox, has a, had a .82 ERA.
5: So I guess if you look at
1: the I numbers guess one of the first four starts, they're almost identical. Yep. Pedro edges them had a little bit. Had more innings. Each. Yep.
5: So, I guess one of my five questions in the previous shows wasn't that bad then, asking about
4: Pedro.
1: <laughs> no, no. No, I mean, no. Yeah, see, the thing is, yeah, I remember you asked, like, is it too soon to start the Pedro comparison? Exactly, and all you didn't all ask that. Give me credit. Give me credit. No, but we all crapped on Mark. We're like, Mark, it's way too early to be talking about that. And here we are, what, two and a half, three weeks later? Pedro Martinez-esque. Just, yeah. Four starts in. What does he
5: have? Like 24 strikeouts within two starts, sorry. Uh, had,
1: uh, in Yeah. In his last two starts, he has 25, right? Yeah, 13. 14 and 12 I think in his last two starts I'd have okay. to look that up that's off the top yeah. of my head yeah that's he has insane. 44 strikeouts
0: one uh no 42 strikeouts in the first four starts anytime
5: you retire that um that many, I yeah. mean, and he has ground ball. He, he's a great ground ball pitcher as well. Yeah, he, he, he finds he, his He spots. worked. He
0: worked on that last year so that he could be more economical with his pitches. Yep, as we saw with 102 and eighty in eight innings. Uh, yeah, he he gets creative.
5: He's very versatile with it. Um, I think I I've talked about it. I think his length is what just crushes batters because they don't know when the r- when the
1: balls <laughs> <can> <laughs> well, be Well, not released. only that, that's but slider. they
0: have 75 limbs coming at them. Yeah, yeah they, they well, pitch,
1: the whole, it's the whole herky jerky wind up and toss towards the plate. It's the man. Sli- that slider, that slider is insane. It's, it's, it should be illegal <laughs> to no, throw no. that. The pin. one it's he threw, so Jared
0: Saltonmaki, the the
1: backdoor one on a three-two count.
0: Not even fair. Like he's
5: on, he's on an elite level. Like. The, the the Red Sox haven't had this kind of picture since Pedro Martinez. Right. Yeah. For really? All our
1: listeners just get used to this for, over the course of the Red Sox season. Just random gushing over Chris Sale. You have it's to. gonna happen. I, it's gonna happen. Just get used to it. I, I love. Him. We opened the segment talking <laughs> about Dustin Pedroia getting cleated and here we are talking about Chris Sale. It's gonna happen. It happens. All right. Wrapping up. Hour number one. When we come back, we'll talk about the death of Aaron Hernandez. We now have more details on his suicide. We'll also have that's BS at twelve twenty. Stick around. It's the Sports Blast.
2: Hi everyone, I'm meteorologist Mark Rosenthal, and my weather forecast today is being...